You're listening to the Watling and Owen Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Watling and Owen Show here on a football Thursday. Luke Owens, joined alongside my trusty co-host, Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, Tua, happy to have you here today. Oh, no, it's Matt Watling. I couldn't tell. It was just someone that's afraid to play in the snow that is joining me today on the show. No, I embrace the cold. I hate the snow. There's a difference. Well, there could be snow in Buffalo this weekend. So Tua outside his comfort zone, Matt Walling outside his comfort zone. But it's zone. not a comfort Hand zone shit. thing. It's just nothing good comes with snow. You've clearly never gone sledding. I have. It's a good time. But are you sledding now You've at never 23 had a years old? You probably flight. are because you're a child. But uh, I mean, I have nothing against sledding, some hot cocoa after to warm you up. I in the enjoy belly. it. Ooh. But now I have to wake up tomorrow 15 minutes earlier after working – well, actually, no. Today I'm only working until eight o'clock. So, so you have to you have to wake up at eleven a.m. to clear your car off. Listen, listen. I don't wake up at eleven. If if I wake up, if I can sleep till ten, it's a, it's a godsend at this point. I don't sleep anymore, Luke. This is the issue. But now I have to start scraping my car off. I lost my gloves this past weekend, so I don't know what I'm going to do. My hands get all cold in the car before the snow even. So now I got to brush my car off without gloves. It's awful. That I will I'll give you that. Brushing this the snow off without gloves is not fun. I'll give you that. Um, I, I just I like busting your chops because you know you're you're one foot in, one foot out of the the Syracuse residency. You know, if you live in Syracuse, you gotta just you gotta embrace the snow. Why you do I have to embrace it? So you see snow in the forecast and you're celebrating, you're cheering. Yeah, I mean, look, if it's winter, I'd rather have snow on the ground than it just be cold with nothing. Like if it's gonna be cold, at least give me a little something. No, no, bad take, awful take. Apologize. Um, but- Apologize. Say you're sorry. I will not apologize. That's a bad team. No, because nothing good comes football. from snow. You know what comes from snow? You know what snow leads to? Mike, Pat, Luke, whatever your name is. God, I'm so angry. Wow. The only thing that snow leads to is car accidents because no one knows how to drive in the snow. That's true. You are an eight-time car accident survivor. So it, it is time, a valid point. And it wasn't my fault. It wasn't the snow. Get your facts right. <laughs> facts, facts don't matter on this show, obviously, except when it comes to actual sports facts. Fact: The Bills are minus seven against the Dolphins on Saturday night, and what, like I mentioned, Matt, like a lot of attention in the media this week has been on the Dolphins, and you know the story about like, oh, they needed heaters in LA when it was fifty-five degrees. How are they going to go to Buffalo? And I said to you last week, you know, Buffalo isn't exactly tailored to play in Buffalo either. So this is a really interesting game. If the Bills win this game, they are essentially going to lock up the AFCs. Um, if they lose this game, there's still a good chance they can win the division. They've got a pretty manageable schedule down the stretch. But this feels like the game they've been building up for. The Jets and the Dolphins back-to-back trying to get in the win column after losing them early in the year. So, I mean, this is a huge game. I think that's why it's flexed to Saturday night. I think it's going to be a fun atmosphere. Um, and I guess that is kind of the big question is whether or not Miami can come to Buffalo and win. They haven't done it recently. Right. And you mentioned that Buffalo doesn't really do well in the snow. They're not tailored to it. But I do think there's a difference between – Tua playing at, at Alabama, playing in Miami, and Josh Allen playing in Wyoming. Like, I do think there's a stark difference where at least Josh Allen is used to throwing in freezing cold temperatures, right? So maybe their play style doesn't really translate to the cold, but I do think they're a lot better equipped to deal with the snow. And it's an important game. I, it's, it's a tough spread to look at if you want to go from the gambling perspective. And we'll get to our picks later on. But this is a game I fully expect Buffalo to win. You know, I, I think 
there's give and pull here. You know, Miami, do we expect them to go on a three-game losing streak? Probably not, but I guess that's what kind of happens when you're now playing Buffalo. So it's a very weird game where on a Saturday night, like to me, Buffalo is the better team. We've talked about this. But could I see them losing? Absolutely, just because I don't see the alternative. I don't see Miami losing three games in a row, which I guess is the big battle in my mind. Yeah, and I think the last point I'll make about the weather, and you actually brought it up last episode. It's like if you're designing a quarterback to play in the snow, it's Josh Allen. Like big arm can throw through the wind, a body that you don't want to tackle when he's on the run. Like Tua is not that. Tua is not a guy that can run. He's not a guy that's going to use his, his smaller frame. Um, and they want to push the ball downfield. I know you can get the ball out quick to, to Hill and Waddle, but they are at their most dangerous when they're out in space. So if they can't get out in space and they're, they're running back, I think uh, Jeff Wilson's supposed to be out for this game. So that's a blow to them too. And the last time these two teams played, I mean, the Bills dominated. They dominated time of possession. They dominated yards. They dominated everything, but they just didn't win in the scoreboard, which obviously is the most important thing, but they had the advantage there. So I think that plays a factor. And I saw a take today. I don't know if you saw Did you see the Colin Coward to a take no. today? So I don't agree with it. But the, the point was, he said, is Tua Tim Tebow, part two, where he goes on a run, you know, he's he's getting all the fan attention, and then you look and you're like, okay, who has he really beaten? That was the point. Because you look at the, the Dolphins team, and when they went on that winning streak, they beat Pittsburgh, they beat the Lions, who at that point weren't that great. They beat the Bears by three. They beat the Browns and they beat the Texans. Those were their, their their big wins that kind of shot them up into the conversation of best of the AFC. Now, I'm not saying Tua is Tim Tebow. I think he's a lot better than Tim Tebow. But I think the question this week for the Dolphins is how good are you? Because if you go get blown out by the Bills, you lose three straight. I might rethink my whole the Dolphins will definitely beat the Jets in week 17 based on how this week ends up going. Yeah, and I, I think when you look at the Dolphins um, – I think they're a pl- I think they are a playoff team, but I also think there's eight playoff teams in the AFC this year. The Jets being the Jets, Chargers, and Miami kind of fighting for that last spot. So if they miss the playoffs first, the Jets, I think, is a disappointment because you have you think you have your quarterback, you think you have your weapons. They're not necessarily a younger team like the Jets are. But also, I look at this game and getting back to it with the cold weather. The Bills have a really good linebackers, right? Matt Milano is expected to go. I think the only two guys they're going to be without is Jordan Phillips and Ryan Bates. And if you dump the playoff to a Tyree Kill and to a Jalen Waddle, and maybe to a struggling to throw it, to push it down the field, but you get it to those guys, you know, five yards out. If there's any linebacking core I, next, I really trust in the NFL, it's probably the Bills linebacking core to make those tackles and try to mitigate the big boom plays off of those short passes. So, you know, for, for Miami, are they a good team? Sure. Are they Buffalo good? Are they Kansas City good? I guess you can throw Cincinnati in that mix. No, I think they're that second tier of a team, which at this point, there's a lot of those second tier teams in the AFC. And my big question, too, for this Bills team is, was it weather last week or was it the Jets defense? I think it's a mixture of both, but Miami's defense is no, nothing compared to It's the actually I mean, bad. They've, they've, let up, they've let up 90 more points than the Bills, and they've also scored 50 less. So... By those numbers, the Bills have the advantage. Like you said, they're not a good defense. I mean, I know that they added Chubb to try to get some pass rush. He's but been invisible. Their secondary has a lot of – they have a lot of names, but they're not good. Like, it's weird. Like, you look at the secondary, like, oh, Byron Jones and uh, Xavier Howard. But, like, their secondary is really not that great. And on top of that, you talk about the linebackers for the Bills. Jordan Poyer, their safety. Bills are 9-0 and this year when Poyer plays. They're also 13-0 their last 13 regular season games when he plays. He – is a high impact guy. Like if you watch really like 
if you just watch him play, you can tell he's getting all over the field, making tackles, getting deflecting passes, things like that. So I think that gives the Bills a, an added uh, an added advantage as well. And kind of the last piece of news for the Bills is they, they signed Cole Beasley back. It's all come full circle. Cole Beasley's back. John Brown's back. I actually think Beasley could make a positive impact on this team this year. Positive Josh Allen trusts him. Ah. Yeah, that was positive was a poor choice of words because I knew that was going to come well, next. He's, but he's finally they've had trouble. On, they've had trouble on third downs this <laughs> year. Uh, McKenzie has struggled with drops from the slot. So unlike John Brown, where they kind of already have a lot of outside deep threats, Cole Beasley fills a role that they've kind of been lacking in. So I think it's a good signing. I know it's kind of an awkward signing because of how things left. I mean, he literally tweeted last year like how happy he was to be out of Buffalo the way the fans treated him over the whole vaccination thing. But if he can put that aside, I think he can make an impact. Wait, on fans were that adamant or against him for not getting vaccinated. That was a thing. Yeah. He, he was getting booed. Uh, he was constantly being like chanted at because here's the way I see it. The majority of football fans would not care whether or not he was vaccinated. But I think with the vaccination rules, people going to the stadiums, probably a lot of them were in favor of the vaccine. You know, maybe some people just got it so they could go to games, but, that's what I was thinking. I think the dichotomy now is going to be different because you're going to have everyone in the stands that would normally be there. And I, I, the average NFL fan, I think, would probably not care as much as, you know, other other groups, in my opinion. So I think maybe that played a factor. But, I yeah, wonder, they, were, they were pretty mad. I wonder if part was also, like, what if Josh Allen gets COVID from him? Yes. Or what if he gets COVID well, and that now was, he's sick and can't play? No, that's a good point. A lot of the outcry was like, hey, like, be a team guy. Why are you not being a team guy? That's a big part of it, too. Did you see the story that he, his kid wasn't allowed at a birthday party because yeah, he wasn't that's vaccinated? Tough. That's tough. Why are you smiling about that? I just, look, think what you I'm want about I'm not smiling because I'm happy he wasn't invited. I just think but, it's a really funny story. I just, it's a sad story, but it just kind of makes me laugh. Because, yeah, like, the way he this told is just, it, was, it is yeah. sad, but it's also, like, kind of his fault a little bit. Like, yeah. not the kid's fault. The kid I feel bad for. But, uh, I just, I don't know. Daddy, like, why was I invited to Timmy's birthday party? really funny because the conversation has shifted so much from, you know, we feel bad for, for this guy and, and obviously for his kid because he couldn't go to the birthday party. But a year ago, we were, you know, people were mocking him for not getting vaccinated. So the yeah. conversation changed so drastically. It just, it's kind of funny. I don't know. Yeah. So obviously a big game for Buffalo. And to be honest, I think it might be the the least big game of the three. I know we started with it, but I think this Jets game and obviously the Giants. I mean, the Giants feels like a direct win you're in, lose you're out type of situation against Washington because everyone's down on the Giants. And I understand why. They get blown up by the Eagles. They tie the commanders the week before and they probably should should have won that game but in that same vein who's to say they can't win this game I mean they tied them last time I understand the home field advantage all that but I mean they were they almost beat them last time they should have beaten them last time save for some crazy plays down the stretch for Washington to tie it I feel like everyone's kind of off the Giants train and it feels like a good spot for them to strike if 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 they're able well you know to- I'm down on the on the Giants and, and part of it is because you said they can strike if they're able to I don't think they're able to anymore Luke they haven't won a game in a month. They're 0-3-1 in their last four games. And, and this feels like the last real chance they have at winning a game. You know, maybe you can beat Indianapolis in Week 17. And maybe there's a, there's a prayer that's answered in Week 18 against the Eagles if they rest their entire team. But, like, they just haven't won any games recently. 
You know what I mean? Like, how am I supposed to support and back this team when they just haven't looked good for the last month? Yeah, and I think the big advantage is Washington's defense has just been a lot better than the Giants. I mean, you kind of you kind of wrote it in our show prep. You know, does this game do you do do or die with Saquon? I think you do because he hasn't been able to get going, and that kind of is correlated to the Giants losing. And maybe that's not his fault. Maybe it's just a product of bad offensive line, banged up offensive line. You go down, you're not going to throw the ball. He's been injured, but I really do think if if Saquon Barkley can go for you know. 80 plus 100 plus yards the Giants are going to be in a position where they probably win like his numbers seem to directly correlate if the Giants win or lose now that doesn't mean he directly is the only impact on the game but it feels like if if the Giants have to go to the passing game too much or if Saquon can't get going and they still try to go to him they're going to lose this game but I think he really is kind of the keep the key point for this yeah, game. yeah I, I agree just because like Daniel Jones can only do so much I, I really wonder if there was an avenue for the Giants to get uh, T.Y. Hilton, although it's, it seems like he's not super valuable. Um, Odell seems like he's not playing this season. Like, But it, was there no guy off the scrap heap they could have found that was a former NFL receiver? Like, I mean, would T.Y. Hilton or like Cole Beasley have been that bad of a sign? I don't think Cole Beasley signs with the Giants, so I think he only wanted to go back to Buffalo. Yeah, probably not. No, I think um, right. I mean, he knows Dable. That was my that was That's true. That's but yeah, I, I agree. I don't know. I don't think he's coming back to maybe go to the playoffs. I think he wants yeah, to win a ring. And I, I assume – I just I can't imagine he left Buffalo after he got released or whatever the 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 thing that happened happened. Well, he went to Tampa. Yeah, but I'm sure he's still at his house up in Buffalo. I guess was my point. He seems uh, like yeah, a Buffalo that's guy. True. Nice beard, thick. He does, but beard. he's also from the South. So that's I don't true. Know. That's true. Um, <laughs> no, but back to this um, game, Luke. I just what's tough is if the Giants' defense was at full health, I think I'd feel a lot more comfortable about this game because. You know, Taylor Heineke's not great. He's fine. But he does enough to get the weapons around him better. He's kind of, in my eyes, like a, a poor man's Mike White. You know, because he, I don't think he's as talented as Mike White is, or he can't sling it as well as he can. But he's got Terry McLaurin and Jahad Dotson, and those are guys that can make plays with or without the quarterback. Yeah, Curtis Samuel, he's got two great backs in Gibson and Robinson. I think, I think the Giants are going to lose this game. Uh, I know I did the whole, like, oh, like, they are in a spot. Like, if they win, they're in the playoffs. So, like, that happens. Obviously, be added motivation. But Washington's in that same boat as well. And like you said, the talent Washington has on offense, I think, just outweighs the Giants. I think the defense is better as well. It, it's a tall task for, for this Giants team to be asked to go and win a road game. How much do you think the commanders having a bye week between these two games and being able to dedicate all their time into the Giants for the last three weeks impacts this game? I feel like it has to be huge because I, I don't know what the number was, but it's like teams that have played the Eagles and the 49ers this year, I think have won like one game the week after. It's just like you're putting so much into it and maybe it won't impact the Giants as much because they got killed. Like it wasn't like they had a hard fought, like long game, but there's something about it. when you play a great team and then the next week you got another tall task in a, in a playoff situation. I was going to ask you, like, do you put any stock into the fact that Daniel Jones has not won a primetime game? This Giants team has struggled in primetime. Like, does that matter to you at all? No, because okay. the team has stunk with Daniel Jones as the quarterback. Yeah. So, like, but I mean, they lost. You know, what's his record outside of prime with, time? Uh, it can't be much better. That's true. But like, they lost to Cooper Rush on Monday Night Football earlier in the year. Yeah, and I think if they played that game again, they would have won that game in some weird way. You know, I, I look back at that game and I'll try to find the 
the Giants. That was the that was the Sterling Shepard torn ACL That's, game. And yeah. the Giants had a couple of chances to win that game. I mean, when you look at that game, that was also what the first loss they had that season, the first loss they had in the first six or seven games. So And I think we both said they were due for that exactly. loss. Exactly. Sure. They were due for that loss. They were due and you know, the games after that, they weren't as they were winnable games that we've come to find after Green Bay kind of stinks. You know, the Ravens, you inexplicably beat them, although they don't look too good as of right now. But I think if that game was played again against Cooper Rush and those Cowboys, they would win that game. Um, not that that means anything because, you know, you lost it and then you lost to Dak Prescott on Thanksgiving. But for the Giants, you also like kind of need to find divisional wins. Like there's never been a team that's gone over in division play and made the playoffs. And you've only got two chances left. So you, you, you kind of have to win this game. Look, there's an avenue for them to make the playoffs even if they lose this, but it's, it's not good. Like, it's not – you're not happy yeah. to, to make the playoffs that way. You're happy you make the playoffs, but to, to back your way in because you lose the Commanders and now you're 7-6-1 and one, and Seattle loses on Thursday night, so they, they're, you know, half a game back, and then you magically win out because the Eagles give up, right? And I think they still have Minnesota to play, so they might not even win that game. Yeah. Like, could they go 2-2 two and, two and, and, and make the playoffs? Sure. But it's just so different than, than winning this game. You know, if you go two and two and you win this game, it's completely different because now you have the tiebreaker over the commanders. I also think if they lose this game, like that could send them off to like, because they're probably going to lose to Minnesota the next week anyways. Like I could see them just lose to the Colts just because, you know, the momentum is just so mm-hmm. bad at that point. Like vibes are bad in the locker room. So this is, I mean, this is a huge yeah. game. It's Sunday Night Football. I'm excited for it, to be honest. I Me think too. it'll be, it'll be a fun game. I do Hopefully think, we'll one last point, if you don't mind, I do think getting blown out by the Eagles helps because one, you're embarrassed. Two, Barkley hardly played that game. And three, yeah. like, there was no emotional – it wasn't a, t- a close-fought emotional loss. You just got your doors kicked in. So by the time the game was over, yeah, you're mad, but you kind of – you succ- you succumbed to the loss after the first quarter. Like, you you accepted the loss in yeah. a sense versus an overtime game where you lose on a field goal or a last-second play. No, I, I completely agree with that sentiment. Like, if, if it was a close game, if it was a hard fought, it's like, oh, man, we got to pick ourselves off the mat and go play another, you know, quote-unquote playoff game. But getting blown out, games over early, uh, definitely helped. Well, the Jets had a pretty long, hard-fought game against a good team last week in the Bills, and they've got to turn around and play what's essentially a playoff game for both these teams. I mean, the Lions are knocking on that door. If they can get the Giants to lose a couple of games, if they can get Seattle to lose a game, uh, they'll they'll be right into the playoff hunt because they're game behind Seattle. They beat them head to head. They beat the Giants head to head. They're a game and a half behind them. So this is a, a weird situation where who would have thought Jets Lions this late in the season would have playoff implications, but it does. And I think we're going to find out a lot about both of these teams on Sunday. Do you think you find out more about the Viking or the Vikings about the Lions or the Jets? Because I I, I think I know what the Jets are. Like, I, I think I know what they are in the sense that, look, if they lose this game, maybe I don't. But I see them as a dynamite defensive unit that plays extremely well, that limited the Bills to 20 points last week. Granted, it was cold weather. And an offense that is very inconsistent, that cannot put a full 60 together. They just can't do it. They cannot put a full two halves together. You look at the first half in their last two games, they've been shut out in both of them, basically. So it, it kind of starts with LaFleur and can he get the offense going in the first half? And I do think that a benefit for the Jets is how bad this line of defense is and how poor they've played for most of the season. 
where even though they beat Minnesota, they gave up over 100 yards to Justin Jefferson. Like that's that's a that was a crazy game where somehow Justin Jefferson didn't score a touchdown. Yeah, I, this Lions defense has been bad. They have gotten a little bit better recently, but you know they held Jacksonville to 14, uh, the Vikings to 23. It's not like the Jets' offense is overly explosive. I mean, I think they, they have, have moments. the advantage in this game. They have moments. I think they have the advantage in this game because of their defense, mm-hmm. and if they can run the ball well, because I don't want Mike White throwing 50 passes on Sunday. Like he's banged up. You don't want to have all that on him. Um, but, I mean, on the other side, Jared Goff has been pretty bad in, in cold-weather situations. They score – Detroit in general scores 15 less points on the road. I think about that New England game where I'm like, oh, man, I love the Lions. They lost like 42 nothing or whatever it was to New England. It was 29 nothing. Like, I think about that game specifically. Um, they did beat the Giants earlier on in the year, but that wasn't, that wasn't a December game. You know, that was, a, that was a, I think, late November game. So I think that's definitely a concern for the Lions. I think I learned more about the Lions this game for sure, but I think it's a very winnable game for the Jets. The Lions are riding high right now. They've won a few games in a row. Playoffs are on the, on the cusp, but if you're the Jets, this is a good spot to, to get right, to win a game, and then have a, a short turnaround against Jacksonville. And, and I think I'm trying to find the weather of that game. I guess I can't find it. Of the, of the Giants-Lions uh, yeah. game? I'm sure it was cold, but not terrible. It was. Oh, they don't give weather on ESPN. Yeah, anymore? I was just looking for it and I couldn't find it. That's a shame. I don't know. Like, if the Jets lose this game, I'm incredibly disappointed because the last two losses, you can you can understand losing to Minnesota and losing to the Bills, and you know losing to the Patriots. Well, they're a different team then, right? They had Zach Wilson as their quarterback, but to lose to the Lions, a team that has a very meh defense would be very disappointing. Now, a big key for the Jets' defense is you've got to force some turnovers because they haven't done that the last handful of games. They haven't been the the game-breaking, the game-changing defense that we saw in that middle four games of the season. And I think that would be the big difference, is force Jared Goff to create some turnovers, make him you know throw the ball on obvious passing plays. And you look, you might have to do it without Quinn Williams. And that's a big, big loss to have. He's the best player on this defense. He's arguably you know, a top five candidate for defensive player of the year. He's that good. But the defensive line has been deep for this team. So go out there and use it and make some plays, right? Can Bryce Huff be a guy that can step up and make some plays and and rush the quarterback? Can, you know, I guess the linebackers step up and make some tackles, right? And and it just, if if they lose this game, I'd be incredibly disappointed. Yeah, I think I would too. I mean, I, I really, I've, I've talked about it throughout the week. I really like the Jets in this spot this week. I think they get it done. Um, just because, I don't know, it's like, well, it's like, it's one of those games where like, I just, again, I, I said it when the Lions played the, the Giants, so it didn't really work out then. But like, Jared Goff, long white sleeves, like, you know, with the, the neck bundled up, like, I just don't see it happening. Like, I just think that it's going to be a tough, a tough ask for the Lions. I think hopefully, you know, MetLife should be, a pretty insane, fun environment for this game. I mean, this is going to be kind of a quasi-playoff game for them. And I don't know. I am I like the Lions. I think their offense is legit. But, I mean, this Jets defense is paired up with everyone. I mean, they've they've limited the Bills twice now this year. That's enough evidence for me that, I mean, this Lions offense isn't the Bills. They don't have a Josh Allen. They don't have – I mean, I guess Amon Ra is, is pretty comparable to Stephon Diggs. Is Dig, he, though? But, I mean, yeah. Is he? I mean, comparable. I guess. I don't know. I mean, he's he's a good player. No, he's a good player, but like, sure. is he 
is he that good? Like, is he a top I mean, five? Is he in that upper echelon of wide receivers? Are we kind of a little too excited about the the wacky Dan Campbell Lions? I mean, nine hundred yards in twelve games isn't terrible. I, I know. I just don't think he's the I mean, game breaking receiver that. Stephon Diggs is like a, a matchup nightmare that Justin Jefferson is, and maybe I'm ignorant, maybe I'm an idiot, but that's probably likely. You're setting yourself up for him to go for like one fifty. I I would be shocked if that happened. I would genuinely yeah. be shocked, not because he's good or bad. I think he's a good receiver, but because Justin Jefferson couldn't do it, and Stephon Diggs couldn't do it twice. Like he, like I I don't know. Like he was a fourth round pick at USC. Like okay. I mean, Stefan Diggs was a third-round pick on Maryland. Yeah, it took him a minute to get good. Yeah, I know. I'm dynamic just, I'm overnight. Um, off of the St. Brown point, uh, last note I wanted to talk about, Zach Wilson's back. Yeah. He's back in dressing. He's one play away from being Zach in the game. Tack. Man, I, I, I don't want to wish injury on anyone. I won't go the Matt No, Long you can w- wish a, a slight stomach bug midway through the game. If, if Mike White got hit, by Aiden Hutchinson in the no, room. Oh, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. You cannot call me a bad guy for wishing a tummy ache on Josh Allen and then come out there and say you want Aiden Hutchinson to break another one of Mike's ribs. You cannot say that. Take that. Don't even take it back. Don't even, don't even finish your thought. The idea that you could be, call me a bad guy for a tummy ache while you're saying you want him to take his ribs out is insanely hypocritical insanely hypocritical move on what's your next point go ahead i hope he gets the lamar jacksons okay the I'll, I'll accept that, that. um no but wouldn't it be electric to see zach wilson in this game if they win yeah like for me not if they not win me. yeah like for, for me, sure like, that's a great story if they're, if they're down three with like five minutes to go and mike white has to go take a, a mike brown like yeah sure bring me zach wilson as long as he wins all right. Would you if Zach Wilson came in that scenario, let him do a touchdown drive? Is he your no. starter? Okay. Mike White had right, you just in, see in range the entire game. Right, Unless it's like right. a, a, 10, um, th- a 10 6 kind of game and Mike White has like 14 turnovers. I just don't see that happening. All right. Let's go to our picks. Last week we both went three and three. Um, I'm glad I got that. One right. of the big swings, obviously, were the Jets covering against the oh, Bills yeah. and then. You had a couple of tough breaks. Kansas City and Vegas probably both should have covered it. Definitely Vegas. I Those mean, were bad. That was Those brutal. were really, really bad. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Oof. Vegas, I t- I'm telling you, Matt, like Vegas has to be on the no-bet list. They are trouble. I know. They are trouble every game they play in. I knew and they I were trouble like when I walked week. into it last lie. week, and I still bet it. I have them on my short list of seven. Oh, no. I'm not going to lie. You have seven. I don't I'll, think I'm I'll give you what I – oh, no. What did I just do? Why did I draw in my in my picks? How do I get rid of this? Oh no. oh no! This is a, a mess. How but, do I get rid of it? Okay, I mean, okay, I got rid of it. I also have seven. Right. Picks, this is a big. Though. Okay, I don't well, like any. I'll probably have seven mine down easier than you will. I'll say that you're you're gonna have some struggles there. You're um, a bad guy. I am going to punt this. Do you want week. me to receive? Kick. Yeah, I will kick. Uh, give me a sec. I gotta forget. I forget who's playing who, and I want to check everything over. Um. Okay. This is why I, think I, I have I my walk. Just receive um should have been the play give me dallas minus four i like dallas taking on jacksonville they narrowly beat out a team in houston so i think they're kind of coming into this game you know saying hey like that was kind of a a loss on our part last week like we were bad 
So I do think Dak Prescott steps up and has a better game. I mean, they won that game despite Dak Prescott having, what, like two turnovers, some really bad play, and I think they get back to basics, run the ball, and and just have a nice game and win by a touchdown. Not a Jaguars believer? No. Okay. Uh, my first pick, I'm going to take... <sighs> oh, it's Vikings taking minus so four. long. Ugh. Vikings minus four against the Colts. Well, the reason I don't love this pick is because it seems almost too obvious. Like, the, yeah, the Vikings need a bounce back. The Colts' defense is really good. I think they're six in the NFL. It's them and the Broncos are the only defenses in the top ten that aren't a playoff team, which for the Broncos, it's insane. I mean, that stat works. Like, if they just scored more than, like, eight points a game, they'd be in the in the playoffs right now. But I'm, I'm still going to take the Vikings minus four. I think they need to bounce back. Clinch the division at home would be a big thing. So I'll take the Vikings I'm minus four. I'm there with four. you, Luke. I don't even need to explain it. I, I like the offense. I think the defense can hold up. Matt Ryan stinks. Minnesota minus four. Tell me I shouldn't pick the Raiders. I don't know if I can. Tell me I shouldn't pick I don't know Raiders. if I can say it. Give me the Raiders. Give me the Raiders minus one. This is a battle of the two best, worst teams in football. I I mean, look, the Patriots won. They covered against the Cardinals. They did not look good. They got lucky with Kyler going out early. I wanted to take the Cardinals in that game. Luckily, it didn't because Kyler got hurt. Give me the Raiders. This might be it for me. This might be the last time I ever even discuss the Raiders for the rest of time. But give me the Raiders minus one. Luke, guess what? Guess what? Head to head. Give me New England. Wow. Give me wow. the Patriots. Not because Mac Jones is good. Not because I think their offense is anything special. I think they stink. I, I hope Ramondre Steve. Ooh, is, Mont- is Stevenson out or is he playing? That's actually something I should probably know. Uh, I, think, I don't know, but I, I do know that the two random running backs they had going last week were pretty good. Oh, what are they He's questionable. He's questionable. So is Damian Harris. Can I get one of those guys to play maybe? I'll still take it. This is the the Nick Saban line of thinking is that Bill Belichick's a genius and uh, the coach of the Vegas Raiders is not one of his disciples. I don't even want to utter his name because he stinks so bad after last week. No, I don't even want to hear his name. I don't even want to hear his name. Josh McStinkles. That's what I'll call him. Because he stinks. That's rough. After last week. So give me the Patriots plus one in a head-to-head with Luke. I am going to be – oh, I love this pick. Let me tell you. I love it. I would make out with it. I would cook a nice dinner for it. Give me the Seahawks plus three and a half. Thursday night football against the 49ers. Everyone, oh, we love the 49ers. Brock Purdy this, Brock Purdy that. Debo Samuel's out. Brock Purdy is injured. He's banged up. Seattle at home, Thursday night game. They need a win to keep their playoff hopes alive. The Niners are winning this division, no matter what. They can do it next week, they can do it week after, whatever. Seattle needs to win this game to stay in the playoffs. Give me Seattle. I, oh, I was seeing at three this morning. It got to three and a half. I love it. Give me Seattle plus three and a half tonight. I, I like San Francisco in this game, but I, I, I just, do I can't it. do it. The line makes no sense. You're terrified. I can't of do it. I can't week. do it. I can't do it. I'm scared. I, 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 I can't do it. I'm sorry. I, I would love to go head to head with you. Maybe our locks will, will compete, but I just can't take myself to take San Francisco. This line makes zero sense. Um. All right. Oh boy! So I have two picks remaining that I can even I, I can give you a couple of my thought processes here. So I've got Philadelphia okay. minus nine against Chicago. That game scares me because Chicago plays a lot of close games, right? It's a lot of one possession games where Justin Fields throws an interception at the end of the game. Uh, so I'm, I think I'm going to stay away from that. Then there's Atlanta, who's actually been like zero and six against the spread in their last six games because they're like seven and six right now against the spread, and they start off super hot. Um. 
I like the Saints there. I will. They're one of my potential they uh, really? final picks. Well, Desmond Ritter's making his first career start. You know what? That's a good point. I'm not going to – I'm staying away from the game. So, I just – yeah, that, I think I should stay away. Yeah. Would probably be the smart thing. So, do, my but, pick, Luke, I don't love the pick, but I think – Oh, I know who you're what taking. What do you think? Give me, a, give me a guess. Give me a t- Are you taking Sammy D in the Carolina Panthers? No. Okay. I'm taking the New York football Giants. Giants? Yeah. Wow. I, I don't think they're going to win, but I think Unexpected. they can hold it to win four and a half. And if they do win, great. That, that's kind of my mindset. Um, I, I, don't think, I don't think Washington's capable of blowing any team out of the water, especially a team as well coached as the Giants that are angry after last weekend. They're playing hard. Saquon Barkley's back to as close to 100% as he can be this late in the season. And I think at the very least, the Giants can control the clock get some things going, and hopefully just play a better game because they were just straight up bad. Like, they were poorly coached heading into last week. Yeah, I'm bouncing a couple of picks in between my head. I, so Let's hear them. I kind of like – I like the Packers, but that line's too big for me. Like, I just feel like the Baker Mayfield overhype yeah. is there. I think a lot of people are going to like the Rams, but I, just, I can't trust the Packers. I had the Saints written down. Now, I had an idea of the nastiest pick of all time, but I'm not going to okay. do it, and that is – the Buccaneers plus three and a half against the Bengals. You're not going to do it? I won't. I can't do it. Why not? Because this is a classic Lukey Locks fade the public pick because there's like 89% of tickets are on the Bengals. I just convinced myself. Give me the Bucks plus three and a half against the Bengals. No one else in the world is going to have this pick, but I'm giving it to you here. Look, Tom Brady has not been good, but he's going home. The Carolina Panthers are hot on their heels. They have to win this game. The Bengals are the flavor of the month. And you know what? We're going to probably sit here on Monday. The Bengals are going to buy 30, and I'm going to look like an idiot. But I can't. I'm too addicted to fading the public. I have to take the Buccaneers plus three and a half. Luke, I'm going to be slurping up the flavor of the month. Slurping oh, yeah. it. My lock of the week, the Cincinnati Bengals, minus three and a half. Call me a square. Call me a bozo. I don't care. I love Cincinnati in this game. They're fighting to win their division, Luke. They're right there with the Ravens. They're right there. This isn't no team that's, you know, settled into that first wildcard spot and they're locked in. They're good. They're fighting for a chance to win their division and solidify themselves as a top three team in the AFC. They're getting healthy. P. Ryan's great. I don't care if T. Higgins plays. I'm on a bye this week for fantasy. So it doesn't matter what the hell happens to him. He can sit on the bench for all I care as long as he's healthy for the week after. But the Cincinnati Bengals are going to dominate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't like the half point. I would much rather it be a three. But the difference between Cincinnati and those frauds, the Kansas City Chiefs that I bet on two weeks ago, and then last week as well, the difference between those two teams and Cincinnati is that Cincinnati scores touchdowns. And they smoke cigars. Shout out Joey, Joey Burrow. So give me Cincinnati this might be the- minus three and a half as my lock. This might be the first time we've had a – no, actually, no, that's not true. A lock go head-to-head with a, a normal pick. I think we had that last week. These are No, we didn't. These are uh, big implications. We've had this before. Usually if one of us – I'm very happy that Matt Square Watling is on the Bengals. It makes me very, very confident. See, so you call me a square, but I win my square bets. Very, very confident. Well, we'll see. I'll tell you this. One of the Vikings or Bengals won't cover. One of them will not cover. I'll tell you that right now. One of those two teams. My lock of the week. Yeah, the Vikings game doesn't even matter at this point. My lock of the week, Matt. 
I've been talking don't, about don't it. Don't do it. Don't you dare. Don't week. you dare do it. Oh, do not do it to me. No way. This don't do loses. it to me. Stop. There is no way. Stop. Going back home. Lions in cold weather. Jets minus one and a half. Lock it in. This might be the first time in my life I've had the Jets as my lock of the week. But look, this team has to win this game. They will win this game. Their defense will carry them to win this game. It will be an embarrassment if we are sitting here on Monday and the New York Jets do not beat the Lions. Give me the Jets minus one and a half. Everyone, oh, everyone's beating the drum. All oh, the Lions, the Lions, the Lions. No, no, no. The New York football Jets are going to win this game. Look, you know what I hope happens? You know what I hope happens for you? Because you wished ill the Jets win by on, one. Zach, on, on, on Mike White. Because you wished yeah. ill on my son, Michael effing White. I hope they win by one. And I hope your lock suffers and you crash and burn in these picks. What a real pred- predicament you're in now. Because look, look, you the have fact to root for my is lock. I will gladly root for your lock. Gladly. Gladly. I might even put some money on it. Wow. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. Uh, do you want to run through your yeah, picks? Yeah, sure. Cincinnati minus three and a half, the square lock bet. But you know what lo- You know what a lot of locks are, Luke? They're in square the shape of square. 100%. Uh, give me Dallas minus four, taking on whoever they're taking on. Give me Minnesota minus Jaguars. four, taking on the Indianapolis Colts. Colts. Give me the Patriots plus <laughs> one against Luke, taking on the Vegas Raiders. And give me the New York football Giants plus four and a half, taking on the Washington Commanders. And I have the Jets locked in as my lock of the week, minus one and a half against the Lions. I've got the Vikings with you. I've got the Seahawks tonight, plus three and a half. That'll set the tone for the week. We've got the Bucks plus three and a half going right up against their lock. And I've got the Raiders. Uh, are they minus one yeah. against the Patriots? Raiders minus one against the Patriots. Those are our picks. We'll be back next week um, for, I, I believe we'll be able to still do two shows next um, week with the. Uh, we'll, why we'll see. We? Oh, know, is Christmas next, holiday oh, coming up. Ooh. Yeah. Wait a second. Yeah, so we'll talk about it. Uh, so we might next not have week, any shows. I can do Monday, but it can't be live. Okay. And then I could probably do maybe a... Ooh, we'll see. It'll be a TBD. Oh, no. I'm driving home that went that Thursday. Okay. That's fine. We'll figure it out. Well, maybe we'll just tweet the picks out next week. We can but do a Friday. No, we'll we can't do Friday. Never mind. Well, we'll figure that all out uh, next week. But we'll be back Monday. We'll be talking about the Jets' big win. Hopefully for you, we'll be talking about the Giants' big cover. Uh, we'll talk about the Bills and the Dolphins. All that next Monday. Thanks for hanging out with us. Luke Owens, Matt Walling, The Walling and Owens Show. Yeah.